0: Anytime I do a sound check, I don't know. I'm just like, make a moment, have fun. Mm-hmm. Especially when I'm like, doing a very conservative, like, morning talk show that's on like, a very big network. I'm just, they're like, can you just count backwards from 10 or something? And I'm just like, titty meat, titty meat, tut.
1: tut and they're like,
0: Yeah, they're like, oh, uh, don't say it on air. I won't say it on air, okay? I'm not going to say it on air, but I just like to make a moment. Like, you know, everything should be fun and funny. And if it's not, why are we here? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Speaking of moments, can I just ask, like, because I like your outfit today? Oh, what is the moment and/or story you're trying to tell? Let the podcast listeners know what's a giving.
0: Oh my goodness, if this podcast had eyes, <laughs> um, y'all, I am wearing a. First of all, hi, welcome to Adulting on Michelle Bito. This is Jordan Carlos. You yeah, already, knew what, you already <laughs> knew
1: what it was. You already knew what it was.
0: You already knew what it was. Okay. Oh my gosh. But um, there is this really great fashion designer named Rachel Antonoff. Oh,
1: yeah. Love her. Yes.
0: Yeah, she's dope. She is inclusive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She has like a wild, fun New York kind of vibey mind. And so I'm wearing like this oversized uh, button down shirt that is presenting pajama, but it's not, which is my <laughs> favorite, especially for travel. Because mm-hmm. I just need some drawstrings. Uh-huh. And it's got um, you know that quintessential New York coffee cup print on it.
1: Oh, that it's a, it's got a bodega cup on it, pattern over and over. Folks, if you could see this, oh my gosh!
0: Yeah, I
1: love it. It's like a Miami kind of like a New Orleans homicide detective type thing, but on its ear.
0: It's giving and hell <laughs> in um Dexter and hell. I'm like, what? <laughs> Angel and hell and hell. I need a fedora and a little notebook to, like, really figure out what's going on in the crime scene.
1: Oh, my gosh. I love it. I
0: can't watch crime shows no more. Why? Like, the fact that I'm traveling by myself doing a (laughs) tour and just watching Law & Order is not okay. I am definitely giving dead Dominican hooker vibes. Why would I watch this show?
1: Because Marissa Harding, Harding, Harding...
0: Mariska Hargitay, how dare you? Icon. Icon. More syllables, please. Teach us, Mariska Hargitay.
1: Teach us. Mariska Architect finds the killer. No! Every t- what? No!
0: I will not continue this podcast episode unless you say her I'm name. I'm sorry.
1: Melissa Archipelago finds oh, the killer. Oh, you know what? Yes. Jeeha,
0: producer, come back. I'm done. I quit. I I quit.
1: What? Okay. I'm just saying. It's Jane Mansfield's daughter will always find the perpetrator. Okay? Is that better?
0: See, you know know her name.
1: I know her name. You
0: know what it is.
1: I have to apologize for my voice today because, I don't know, it got a little froggy.
0: Were you on Broadway last night singing?
1: Uh, Yeah, I... (laughs)
0: <laughs> were you auditioning we you auditioning for footloose what, what's going on
1: i've become Harvey firestone i don't know why
0: <laughs> were you auditioning for hairspray
1: or um yes all the above
0: what broadway play would you be in
1: Duh, i'm like it hot that was so good i would be in that i was like can i can i come be one of the chorus people please it was so cool
0: and you could sing
1: i can sing but not like this i can't do this um I would be in that whatever Broadway musical is in Only Murders in the Building.
0: You have a good voice, though. You're definitely the one in church where you're just like, take it away. (laughs) Not a solo, but definitely like the person right behind the solo. Thank you. And you're definitely the singer who you're just like, karaoke night, give it to him first. Because he's got to like set us off right. Or like save someone that just... Oh my God. First of all, excuse me, karaoke people. If you pick a Queen song, you're a fucking asshole. Go get your own room for eight-minute songs. How fucking dare you? If you do an eight-minute song, (laughs) put the microphone down and make it a group moment. We should all be singing it more than words extreme. You're going to fucking subject me to your period playlist? Fuck
1: Whoa. Uh, What is... Why are you coming for extreme? Four (laughs) non-blondes.
0: Four non-blondes. You don't need that microwave. (laughs) That microwave, that microphone. Uh Uh-oh, it's going to be a long day. (laughs) You don't need that microwave. Uh-oh, someone's checking on Butoh. She's had too much coffee and it's not working. No,
1: you know I love a, a Buto streak, and you know that. When you get on one, and I, <laughs> we don't know where it's coming from, mm-hmm. we're mining. We're in a mine. You are. We hit a streak of gold. We're like, what is— We're in the
0: pocket.
1: Yeah, I didn't know. And it's
0: giving 14 karat, bitch. Don't worry. <laughs> My gold is giving Indian wedding. Okay.
1: We need to address some things that have not been addressed since the last recording.
0: We already talked about my shirt.
1: We talked about your shirt, but let's talk about your journey. I mean, you just did the Beacon Theater. I could not come. Can we talk about this? Is that okay?
0: Oh my God, this is hilarious, you guys. So I have been on tour, Mm -hmm. Full Heart Tight Jeans, and I named it Full Heart Tight Jeans because when people ask me how I'm doing, I always say my heart is full and my jeans are tight because you can be in two places at once. (laughs) Sometimes I feel full and empty and that's okay recognize realize energize and so she is in a pocket (laughs) she's in a she's in a pull she's she's in a plus size pocket today you know like i work i work i work i work and i Mm -hmm. love content and i love creating and i love sharing and i love using a platform for good when i can right and you see the comments on the interwebs but to actually see the people in the seats Mm. who have sent you those DMs. Mm -hmm. These beautiful fucking black, brown, queer, fat, round, non-binary fucking faces. Mm. Even like the mom who's taken her non-binary teenager to my show to be like, this is a safe place where we can laugh. Wow. And we don't have to worry about what the world is doing or not doing for us right now.
1: How'd that make you feel?
0: Next level, good, good. When you start comedy or anything you really love to do, especially in the art and entertainment business, you just feel like I've made it once I can make money and support myself. And so Mm -hmm. I've always felt super lucky and grateful for that. But then also to reach people and have them like see you and understand you and we're like vibing. It really is like a new next level that I couldn't have imagined for myself. And so, you know, when I mentioned my book, Survival of the Thickest, Bitch.
1: Get it in hardcover and or softcover wherever books are sold. Hudson News. Shoutouts.
0: Look, hard, soft. I'm inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about tacos. Uh-huh. Just kidding. It was a dick joke. But like, it's so nice. And so, you know, I remember 20 some odd years ago trying to bring 20 people, 22 people to Caroline's, mm. which is a comedy club in New York that's now closed. And that tells you how long ago it was. We were kids. Uh, Go on. It was all so simple then. Just kidding, it was harder. And um, yeah, and then pretty much to the date, twenty some odd years later, to sell out the Beacon Theater, which I believe has roughly like a little over twenty eight hundred seats. Is... Hold on, we'll
1: get the we'll get the number. And if it's less than that. Then we'll lie. Hang on one second. Come on down! <laughs> theater. Bob, I want to say it's
0: 2,894, and I don't know why I know that number. It just feels good.
1: Of course you know. I know you looked this up.
0: No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Let's look it up. God, thank God for high speed. Thank God for high-
1: Speed internet. Hold on a second.
0: Thank God for people that can run fast and be high.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, what did you say the number was?
0: I said 2,894,
1: but I'm not sure. Michelle Vito. What's up? You're in a pocket in a pocket because you're fucking right. <laughs> you know me. Would I have lied and been like,
0: yeah. No, eight, nine, you, yeah. you would be so happy to let me know I'm wrong. And you guys, <laughs> that's what it's like being friends with the middle child. He would have been so happy. And he wouldn't have like necessarily been like, ha ha. But he would have like
1: served <laughs> a hot with his face. There would have been an actually.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, there would have been an actually.
0: With a finger up.
1: Michelle, you know, I'm constantly working on my inner mental child. All right. I'm doing what I can, doing what I can for it.
0: You're working on it. I'm working with it. It's a lot of work, but yeah, man, it it was next level to feel. You can actually like feel someone's love on your face from like a bunch of people. I'm just like, this Mm. is my halftime show. Do you know what I mean? Like this is yeah. this is it. Like this is me being Rihanna pregnant in all red, mm-hmm. like suspended in the air. And so it was really, really nice. And this is why I'm humble. This is why I'm real. Because w- when I was trying on my outfit for the show, I asked my mom what she thought. And she's like, you know, I would have preferred something more age appropriate because you're almost 50, is what she said to my bloated, freckled face.
1: That was so close, so close to a compliment. Go ahead. <laughs> yes.
0: And I'm just like. She is who she is and I am who I am. Putting age on something to me is always like this unrealistic patriarchal standard that we always are going to have to expect to meet, but we don't. Mm -hmm. And so while I was like very frustrated and sad and like a little angry, not only in that moment, but still now as I process, I'm also grateful that I don't have to live under those expectations mm. and standards that she has to. Mm-hmm. And I would never put them on my daughter. And so for her to tell me that was just also a reminder not to do that to my kids.
1: Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's an object lesson in that. What were you wearing? Tell the people.
0: It was adorable. Go look at the pictures.
1: I should post them more. I saw the pictures, but tell the people in the audience, our listeners, what you were wearing.
0: Okay. It was a very, to me, a simple, classic, awesome outfit that Mm. I never had the chance to wear when I was younger. Those options weren't available for me, but it Mm. was a long sleeve white shirt Mm -hmm. with like a little top-titty meat because yum. My
1: mom. (laughs) Yeah. Are you doing that thing where you stare at me? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I was actually looking at myself because it looked good. A little my mom. A little top titty meat. Never hurt nobody. My tits were looking like a nice little ass crack on top. Uh-huh.
1: Yes. Got it. Then uh-huh.
0: it was a, a faux leather, vegan leather, plastic. Let's just say what it is. What's going on? Plus size mini skirt with dope green boots. I don't know what kind of green you want to call this, but it, it was by Ray W R. A-Y. Okay. That took me a whole s minute. I don't know if you can actually like either smell my brain fart or just like notice that I took a nap between spelling that. I was like, what? It's
1: all right. But
0: it was just a dope outfit and I felt powerful and like Mm. cool. All this to say, you guys, the only opinion that matters is the one you have of yourself. Point blank, period. Bye. Do you need a tracking number for that? Because I'll give it to you. (laughs)
1: I think I actually know those green boots and that you wore them. Did you wear them? No, you didn't wear them for your special, but I just know them. You've worn them at the show before, I think.
0: I have not. They were new boots, but I appreciate you.
1: They were new boots.
0: Oh, I have a couple of green boots.
1: What is that? What is green boots? What's what's behind that?
0: You know what it is? Honestly, it's really hard to wear color as a plus size person. Mm -hmm. The things that are colorful are like a hat or jewelry or shoes and so you just end up wearing a lot of, like, black, brown, denim, white, and then your pop of color is your shoes or, like, some sort of accessory. And, you know, I used to have this joke back in the day. I'd go to Macy's and go shopping, and sometimes I'd only get the, like, I'd only get a bottle of perfume because it's the only thing that fits.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me laugh.
0: You got to make pain (laughs) funny, Jordan. (laughs) You got to do it. This has been a lot of me. This has been a lot of me. And you know what? There's going to be more me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 I'm really so excited and honored by our guest this episode. Oh, my God. she's like one of the true American stories that we don't get to see on TV all the time. But now we do because she's got a dope show on BET Plus.
1: Yes. Three seasons deep. She's got her podcast, The Pat Down. She has a new special on Netflix. If you aren't seeing or hearing Miss Pat by now. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. You don't like ice cream. You ain't with the new. You ain't with it. I love Miss Pat for a long time. I'm bowled over by her work. So. I can't wait to get into this, Kiki. Chop it up.
0: She's a whole ass. Like it gets greater later. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a stan. You guys, you will definitely enjoy this episode because it won't be as much of me talking. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It will. Miss Pat, everyone. Good morning, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's how a black woman wake you up. Good morning, bitches.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bonjour, bitches. Let's go. Today's another day. We're feeling alive. We got top titty meat. This is amazing. It is amazing.
1: (laughs) What Michelle said. What Michelle said.
2: Exactly. What Michelle said.
1: Are you in Atlanta? No, I'm in L.A. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Got you.
0: What are you doing in L.A.? Are you taking just over the world? Are you doing your tour? What are we doing in L.A.? I'm promoting my new judge show. So I'm
2: out here just promoting. I did J-Hub. I'm doing um, Jimmy Kim on um, S.S. Hollywood. Just promoting my show.
0: I love this. I love this for you can you just have your own talk show where you just go into the audience and let people know when they fucked up? Okay, everybody. Um, (laughs) Miss Pat's new court show, Miss Pat Settles It, will premiere on BET October 18th. I just... I just... (laughs) If I could just give you a big titty hug, that would just be my (laughs) ultimate Kwanzaa present. So... Did you grow up watching court shows? Have you been in court a lot? Mm. Uh, Like
1: (laughs) (laughs) Answer what you can. Answer what you can without self-incriminating. We can edit out what we need to edit out.
2: I don't give a two.
1: (laughs) What you know about the system?
2: Let's talk about it. I know know a lot about the system, okay? Okay. (laughs) And it's nice to be on the other side of the bench. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love your story. It really is just like a a true American story that we don't get to see all the time? Pretty much. If we can't make funny and create laughter out of pain and learn from our lessons and know that we can do illegal or bad things but still be a good person, then I don't really think you're living a truthful life. You're not. A lot of people are scared to even
2: talk about their background. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember I bumped into a girl I was doing time with And we were both at Soul Drugs at the time, and we both got busted. Mm. And I bumped into her with her kids at the beauty supply. And I was like, hey, I know you from jail. She was like, my kids are with me. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Your kids don't know you've been to jail.
1: They don't know you've been to jail? Where you been? (laughs) Camping?
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I couldn't believe She said, I said, what are you ashamed of? Yeah. And so Mm. over the years, as my comedy career uh, started to climb, She's come to the show and I asked her, I just seen her in Florida. I said, Did you ever tell your kids you've been to jail? She said, I'm finally not ashamed. I said, How the hell are you going to keep your kids out of jail mm. if you don't tell them what you've been Absolutely. That part. Stop trying to paint this perfect picture. I don't know why they always try to make the mama the perfect person and make the daddy the villain. Hey, we got some villain ass mothers out here.
1: You're looking at <laughs> one of them. <laughs> You're a villain-ass mother. Why, why would you say that?
0: I have a theory about this. I really feel like it's an unrealistic patriarchal standard that we are always held to to make us feel guilty. Mm. Because if we can never really be what we're supposed to be, then we're always gonna be held down, and that's where they want us. Mm. And when I say they, I'm talking about, like, government. I'm talking about culture. I'm talking about Jordan. Just kidding. Yeah. But, like, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: when you, really, when you really stand in your power and stand in your truth, like, don't you agree that's When good shit starts happening? That's
2: what happened for me when I, you know, and it also made me unique and it made me different. Mm. People out there have been waiting on a voice to say, hey, I'm not perfect. And people like, finally, somebody like me. You see these images on TV, you see other people's reality, and they all make it look like it's perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you got so many women running around here with these ant bodies. All these bitches get the same asses, the same stomach, the same titties. Yes. I keep waiting for the bitches with the scratch marks to <laughs> come back in style, like me. <laughs> you know, the long titty, uneven titty. But, well, we was loved in the 90s. Now, everybody got perfect titties. Titties have never been perfect. Even as a little girl, they start to grow uneven. Immediately. Mm-hmm. So why y'all running around with these perfect body? Well, supposed to be perfect body, But time you sit on your butt it go up your back. <laughs> but that's what society have given us.
1: You know, when you mention that, it's funny because I used to have an Audi as a kid, right? You get invited to the pool party. Oh here, we, oh, here we go. I'm just saying. I had an Audi belly button, mm-hmm. right? And it looked like another... You know, it looked like I had, you know, two dicks, basically. That's, so, a,
2: that's called a hernia.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. But, like, when you told the story of— Dude,
0: how big is your dick if your belly button looks like a dick? It was,
1: in, it was basically the you know, I was a little kid. At that age. Thank you. Yeah. And plus, I had to be in the pool all the time. So, it was—you understand. Okay. The point is, I appreciate that you shared the fact that you were missing a certain part of your anatomy. Um, uh, your nipple. My boom.
0: Okay, I didn't invest in the high-speed internet. I should have. That $7 really would have made my life better. Did you get reconstructive surgery? Did you get the nipple back? Well, it blew through the whole areola. They just laid it back. Oof.
2: So it's just a little
0: rocky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the joke you make from it, that a kid only drinks from one titty at a time. That's what you said. Yes. So it didn't matter anyway. I thought that was really... I was like, damn, she take it and just makes it into scratch biscuits, like we say down south. <laughs> I appreciated that. Thank you. I also want to just say before I forget, your show, it has this kind of interesting artistic element to it. A lot of comedians will make a show. And like, I remember Seinfeld used to do stand up up front. You do it up front, too. But it's like within the context of the studio itself, right? Seinfeld is at a club. Sometimes you're at a club. But you were like in the middle of your living room or here or there. Where did that come from exactly?
2: First, let me say that's not stand up. That's just a monologue to bring you into the show because I knew everybody was going to say, That was sidefield. That's just telling you what I'm going, what I'm about to go mm-hmm. through. Yeah. And that actually came from my co creator, Jordan E. Cooper. Mm. This show was created with me and a 22 year old young boy mm. who had never done a sitcom before. He went on this year to we nominated for our second Emmy, and he wow. got nominated for 10. Tony's for his play that was on Broadway. So that was his idea. I hate the monologue. I was like, I don't want to do these monologues. They would give them to me at the last minute and say, go learn this. And I'm like, no, I just learned the whole script. I got a GED. And so (laughs) if y'all only knew what I went through to get those monologues out my mouth.
0: What's so great is that I was talking to a friend about um, working with young people, because obviously the older we get, everybody feels like a 12 year old at the office. And you're like, what the fuck could you know? But there is such um, power if you let it and, and clarity, right, for what other people are thinking, like a whole other generation of people are thinking that we can't necessarily be intimidated by. Mm-hmm. Because at one point we were the young ones and everyone's just like, what does this bitch know? She don't, You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, what does she know? And it's just like, if we are really being like, we have to love ourselves and speak our truth, like why wouldn't we do that with somebody that's 20 years younger, 30 years younger?
2: Mm-hmm. I learned a lot from him too. Yeah, tell us about that. I'll be honest with you. It was almost like God put us together mm. because when I promoted my very first book, I kind of had the Miss Pat show deal, but it was like at the very beginning. Mm. And he saw me on um, a talk show. Uh, and he, his daddy said, you should really read this lady's book. She's interested. Well, rewind to two, three years later, Lee Daniel, he hooks us up. And um, this kid studied me. Mm. Mind you, that was my third writer. A lot of times in Hollywood, most times you don't get three writers right. on the same project. When it don't work, they throw it out of the door. But I was blessed to get three tries. And this kid came in and he studied me. And he knew every joke I ever told. He listened to every interview. He brought up some shit. I'm like, how you know that? Wow. Yeah. He pretty much had to show pre And the daddy and his sister, he had already had them. Hmm. Wow. The only person I picked for the show was a young, even now to the director, because Debbie Allen directed the show. Wow. Mm. He wanted to really push the envelope. That's why my show left on Fox and went to Hulu. Mm-hmm. Hulu shot the pilot and said, hell no, y'all black folk crazy.
1: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well, I love it because it's a sitcom, but y'all be cursing up a blue streak on it. And I'm like, why do I like what?" Whoa, oh shit. Just said, <laughs> they said all the seven words, right? So I love I love that bit. It's like what you want to say, right? And we push the envelope. We yes. do, we, you know, we
2: did my mama mm-hmm. uh boyfriend molested me. Mm-hmm. We did black hair, we did abortion, we did you name it, yeah. we do it over there. And that's what I like about being at BET because
0: they let me
1: be black. Oh, trust. Say it again.
0: I love it because you know it's important not to dumb down anybody's voice because no one's going to respond to that. Like, if you really want to respond... And I tell Jordan all the time, like, we could be funny as the day is long, but if we're not using our platform for good, then what's the point? And so what you're doing right now is, like, not just opening the door for other women over 40. It's, like, Mm -hmm. it's making people feel seen and safe and heard, you know, to have important conversations. Because for me the most awkward, important conversations I had with my mom was because of an episode of Good Times or <laughs> Different Strokes. Like, it was always like, what does this mean, you know? It's also giving language to people who don't have it, who right. say, oh, but this scene is what I meant. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people, like, I have a gay daughter, so I am I was raised in the South.
2: And, you know, if you raised in the South, if you know anything about the South... Oh, they just teach you to hate people that don't follow the rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up thinking if you was gay, something was wrong with you. Mm. And a lot of times we never step back and take a look at the world until that world comes inside of our house. Yep. Well, I don't remember ever seeing a gay person when i was coming up as a kid cuz i didn't really understand it but when my daughter came home gay i had to choose between do i do i worry about what she lick on or do i continue to love her as <laughs> <laughs> what
1: she lick on
2: <laughs> <laughs> or do i love her because she's my child yeah yep That was an eye-opener for me. And when we put it in the episode, when I tell you my gay population have damn near triple, 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 Mm -hmm. because in that episode that I've done, I try to teach parents, you know, no matter what your child grew up to be, You got to love them regardless. Mm -hmm. And you got to accept their sexuality, the same way they accept your alcoholism, your undercover horn, everything a mama do, (laughs) they try to keep their kids from knowing. And just, well, two weeks ago, I remember this girl coming up to me. She said, my mother has never understood me being gay. She said, I brought her to your show and she laughed at every fucking gay joke. Now she want to talk about me being gay. Wow. Dope. So that's what I want to do. I want to open people's minds. Hey, Whoever said, you know, sucking dick was right. So why are you going to judge me for sucking dick? That's true. I'm not going to judge you for doing what you do. All I ask my daughter not to do is use my silverware because she nasty.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 Getting back to sucking dick, sometimes it's wrong. You know what? I thought it'd be better if you put sunglasses on when you suck a dick, but it's really just dark. (laughs) (laughs) You can do that with the
2: lights off, okay?
0: (laughs) You know? I still want to see what I'm eating, but like, you know. Sorry, Jordan, what were you going to (laughs) say?
1: It wasn't about sucking dicks, but I was going to say, like... Do you
0: ever put a dick in your mouth and you're like, this ain't it. You know what I mean? This, (laughs) we need a
1: shower. It's giving red onion...
0: You know, it's given spring onion There's an onion There's a you know, A
1: dill flavor
0: There's a savory component That I was not expecting here
1: I, I'm gonna say no Okay uh, But I wanted
0: to ask you Wait, pa- You ever had You ever oh. suck a dick so small You just pretend that it's big Just to be like I'm doing this for you And it's just like No wonder I'm an actor uh, <laughs> This no. is the
2: ultimate acting school <laughs> You can't act when you're holding it with two finger. I don't give a fuck. If Viola Davis, you violate
0: David, you're gonna have to say something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> really? I
0: feel like I might get the Creative Arts Emmy. There should be an NAACP Image Award for that because I have definitely, it's sort of like, you know, when my when my kids spell something wrong, I'm like, good job. It's the same thing. Right. Anyways. Sorry, I went from dick sucking to my kids. Uh, sorry, Jordan, what were you saying? <laughs> hey,
1: man, you know they 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 and have to find something some about of... sucking
0: dick. Just kidding. <laughs> but you know the TMJ really. Oh the, my God. I don't even know what TMJ stands for. I just uh-huh. know that my jaw locks a little bit. Right. I don't know. I just don't like when people try to choke you out and act like that's cute. That's just not my thing. It's like, why do you want to hurt me? <laughs> do you know what I mean? I really think you sucking dick. Wrong. But the problem is, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're down there too long. Now, who's going down there that long to get their jaw licked? you supposed to just lick it to get the bills paid and keep going. Oh,
1: I'm done.
0: Yeah, but what if, like, I'm paying the bills and I'm just doing it out of kindness? I don't know.
1: Let me ask you this, though. Please. Did y'all know that penetration Ooh. on average, I read this report, penetration on average only lasts 5.4 minutes on average? Really? Yeah, most people don't want it longer than that. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> that stopped y'all in your tracks. <laughs> that stopped y'all in your tracks. Like tra- you just processing
0: that shit. Yeah, I'm trying to think of five minutes. Because I'm actually trying to think of like five minutes in terms of songs. Because I like to play music. Sure. That's two songs, Michelle. Thank you. At least a song and a half. Are you a producer? Are you a producer?
1: <laughs>
0: Only on
2: TV.
1: <laughs> it's like two Drake songs. That's about it. Um. And it's called the temporal mandibular joint. That's what it is. No, that's too long. That's what I call it, TMJ.
0: Oh, okay. That's for you. Yeah, you know, I just feel like the culture is becoming where we could actually ask for things right now and not be shamed, hopefully. So if we can do that, like, in an office setting or a restaurant, sauce on the side, (laughs) that was never a thing growing up. Can you leave this off? No, this is how it comes. So I feel like if we can do that outside of the house, like we should be able to do it inside the bedroom. I don't know who's listening to this or who needs this. If you are asking or telling your partner that you would like something different and they're judging you or being upset or like, ah, mm. oh, I don't want it, then maybe that's not your partner. Maybe you should have different conversations around sex. That's true. Miss Pat, have you ever had to tell somebody they're not doing it well and they got mad at you? No. I've
2: been mad for 31 years. I always tell my husband he's not doing it well because sometimes he falls fall asleep.
0: <laughs> fall asleep.
2: <laughs> He'd be like, reminisce. Remember when I did it well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Use your imagination from 1985.
1: Oh, my God. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> I love it. 31 years. I've been married 13. Jordan, how long have you been married?
1: 16 years.
0: Yes. So, I mean, what are we supposed to know?
1: I think it's like a Netflix show. It's just like, give it nine seasons. It gets better. You know what I'm saying? Like, those shows (laughs) where they're like, you get to the first three, four seasons? Okay, it gets good on season five. But what do you think, Miss Pat? What's your secret?
2: I mean, mine is just honestly, I've just never broken that trust barrier. And I think, you know, once you break that trust barrier, even if you get back together, it's always going to be in the back of your head. Mm. So it's never going to be like it was before. I mean, respect, communication, you know, and it's not easy being with somebody for that long. You got to you got to constantly remind yourself you love this person Mm -hmm. or you got to constantly remind yourself, you know, to do something to spice it up. You know, I don't really worry about the spice. I just worry about the honesty. Right. Hmm. And the respect, and that's what I get. Cause I mean, when you go went through a no good piece of shit like I had before him, mm-hmm. man, you learn to take. Hey, this boring guy is all right with me. Yes,
1: that's my brand. Thank you so much, Miss Pat, for saying that. Cause I'm a boring guy, and I think that should be all right.
2: But in a relationship, you do have to learn how to sacrifice. And I, I tell you, mm-hmm. I thought I would never need this, but I went to marriage counselor about two, two, three years ago. First season of the Miss Pat Show. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of things I didn't know about my husband, even though we had been together that long. It's a lot of things he didn't know about me mm. that changed the relationship. Like, I like to say I love you every day because my thing is, you know, you don't know what the day going to bring. And you hope your loved one come back home. So I always make sure I say I love you so many times a day. My husband would never say I love you. He said, you know, I love you. I pay the damn bills. But I'm like, uh, no, I don't. The bills don't come in the mail and say, I love you, Pat, <laughs> But $80 do on Georgia Power. hmm mm-hmm. So yeah. he learned that part about me. And then I learned to respect his space. Hmm. I would say, we going here. We get up and let's go. Well, that's not respecting nobody's space. See, you fucking it. Right. So now I come to him and say, hey, would you like to go to this with me? But before, he would get cussed the hell out. You got there, motherfucker. Let's go. But you can't talk to a man like that.
0: I love marriage counseling. I feel like go if you can, even if you think there's nothing wrong with you. Mm -hmm. Also, like, don't wait till it's too late. You know, I was talking to my therapist the other day. I told this to you already, Jordan. She was like, why don't you just say thank you to your husband for all the things he does when you see him do it? Mm. And I'm like, okay, because I was really focused on what he wasn't doing. And when I started saying thank you, the gratitude I actually felt like in my spirit, like I was less anxious, less angry, less disappointed. And I was like, I, I didn't even realize how many things you do in a day. Mm. So thank you, you know? And I feel like saying I love you is also my love language because we're not promised tomorrow. Send me off in the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what keep matches when you can understand each other Mm. and
2: respect their boundaries. That's why you never see my husband on the red carpet. Mm. He's like, I I don't that ain't me. I don't want to do that shit. Right. My husband retired from General Motors. He just want to stay at the house and see by his dogs and (laughs) fucking watch Netflix (laughs) or some TV or some shit.
0: That sounds good to me.
2: At first it didn't because I was like, well, you know, he won't go places with me. But then I had to realize Mm -hmm. I come home to a good man. I don't have no issues. I don't have no baby mama. This man worked for 23 years at General Motors. I ain't never had to pay a bill
0: until now. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Um, We get questions from the audience about life and adulting. Yes, we do. And we're going to try and answer them. Are you cool with that? Yes, I'm more than cool with that. Dope. First question is, my partner is going through a tough family loss and hasn't been up for any intimacy. It's hard for us because we normally have sex three to four times a week. I want to be there for her, but I also feel like the intimacy will help us both get through this. How do I approach her about this without seeming insensitive? What do you think?
2: I personally think um, he should go put it in a sock until she get over it. Crunchy mm. <laughs> socks
0: on the floor? <laughs> I can't find the other match for the sock.
2: I'll uh, either take his ass to Amazon and buy him a blow-up doll. Nobody wants you on top of them when they stressed out. They're not going to be into it. So go play with yourself till she get her shit together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Give her time. Maybe a foot massage, like some other way of physical intimacy without the wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Like maybe a massage, maybe, you know, just something else. Yeah. he needs to do something to get her in the mood,
2: you know, uh, center for a massage. Like you said, um, Take her to get her hair fixed. I mean, but when it's time, she'll come around. Yeah. But right now, put your penis in your
1: pocketbook.
0: Yeah. Or just have her sit on your face. Just kidding.
1: Put your penis in your pocketbook. Where's to live by. I love that.
0: That is the name of this episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number two. How do you find a decent job with a criminal history? Is entrepreneurship the only way to go? How do I maneuver through a job market that is not felon friendly and still? keep my head up.
2: Well, me being a convicted felon myself, if it's a new felon, it's really hard. And that's why you see most convicted felons turn to entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. But you're just going to have to be honest on the application. I mean, be honest in the interview. And I know one thing, if the felon is seven years old, you don't have to listen it because it won't come up. Mm. Unless you're trying to be a police officer or a firefighter, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's 17 years old. I would never fill out an application and tell somebody I'm a convicted felon. Because it's too old and you do not supposed to be pulling it back too far. Right. I think seven years is the farthest you can go. But whatever state you live in, you should check. And, you know, if it's a new felon, of course it's going to come up. Right. But you just got to stay positive because when it's for you, it's for you. Yep. Go in the interview and just sell yourself. Hey, I'm human. Everybody makes mistakes. You got some shit on your background too, but it just didn't make it on your working. Okay? Yeah. Be honest.
1: And you could have done something that's like illegal in one state, but legal in another.
2: You know when people pull in your criminal background history, it's federal.
1: Gotcha. <laughs>
2: mm. <laughs>
1: ah,
0: okay. 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 <laughs> Can point blank? Also, I think on an emotional level, um, and you know that you're not, That person, you know, and people will say or think things about you. I think it's good to prepare yourself Mm -hmm. for whatever questions might come your way, whatever attitude and judgment might come your way, and do a mock interview with a person who would ask you those things so you're not caught off guard, so you hear them and you know how to respond. You know, for me, when people catch me off guard, you know, I would have like a shaky voice and really try to get my thoughts together. But If I think about what could happen before I go into that room, I just feel more on my voice, more prepared, you know, and there's nothing wrong with being a little vulnerable, a little emotional, because I do think people will respond to that, too. And the truth, like you said, if you ain't got nothing to hide, then it's like you can't hurt me or come for me. So, yeah, I say do that, too. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. These are some good ass answers. Uh,
1: Yeah, very good answers.
0: (laughs) Next question. I am worried that when I die and my adult children come to my house to clear shit out, they're going to find my vibrator collection and be traumatized. <laughs> What's the girl to do? Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby.
2: Damn. What I say is put your dildos in your wheel. Say, so if you find it, it's yours. And label them. <laughs> Little Charlie, go to meet me.
1: <laughs> Where does the rabbit go? <laughs>
2: Put the kids' names on it. You want to pass the deal <laughs> down to her and say, "I want to, I want to leave you a good man." Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's amazing
0: What a great idea I'm, I'm. That is a new level of organization <laughs> That I have never thought of And maybe i leave it with some alcohol wipes next to it Just to be like, this is what your mom's uterus did Anyways, um Damn, y'all I, I don't even know where I, You know, usually I'm never stumped But that was a good-ass answer That's a
1: good-ass answer I like that answer I mean, like, um, yeah Now you know this much about me You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: that's almost full circle to how we started the, um the podcast episode because yeah We were talking about Being honest with your kids They could take it Because we're just people Right Yeah So we ask all our guests What is one thing You want to do for yourself This year that you haven't Had a chance to do The most adult thing And it could be anything Very small Very big Even
1: Medium sized Some people say travel
0: Some people don't Don't give her answer
1: I'm just like, trying to help so her so along well,
2: I'm giving her a prompt Jordan Oh, y'all talking about me What I
0: want to do Yes Yes <laughs>
1: Look at that! Ooh, the side looking off yes. in the distance. She got a list. She got a list. She don't know where to start.
2: Shit. Um, you know, I was just telling somebody I'm always taking family vacation because I'm such a family person. Uh-huh. Cause I grew up without a family, so I like a lot of family around me, which is my kids and my grandkids. Mm-hmm. I really would like to take a vacation with just me and my husband. Yeah, a whole seven, eight days, just
1: us.
0: Yeah, no phone. What are we talking, like a cruise or like a, just a...
1: Lay it out, lay it out.
0: I'm I'm talking about like just flying
2: somewhere. Mm -hmm. Somewhere exotic, nice. Mm. I just want to go somewhere with just me and him. Mm. To connect. Yes, just to connect. That's...
0: That's what I want to do. I love that for you. Yes. Can I come? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your gifts and your talents with us and the world. Thank you so very much.
1: Thank you, Miss Pat. Miss Pat.
0: I know. I just love her so much. I mean, you guys, if you want to see her do some amazing stand-up, she's got some stuff on Netflix, The Degenerates. She's got a book called The Rabbit because that was like her nickname while she was a drug dealer. What? Yeah. You know, she's got an hour-long special called Miss Pat. Y'all want to hear something crazy? Mm
1: -hmm. She got
0: a podcast called The Pat Down with Miss Pat. Like, she's so great. She's on tour you know, next year, you know, uh, the tour is called Your Girl Done Made It. Like, we just love to see
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, Big Titty Bitches win. And um, <laughs> she's got a new court show coming out on BET. Miss Pat settles it. Yeah, And I know we have some international listeners. And I feel really bad for y'all that can't, like, get a Hulu or a BET. But, you know, you can listen to her podcast because, you know, podcast is like peeing a pool. It's
1: everywhere. So true. Um, also, if you get a VPN, sometimes you can watch shows internationally. And you know, I mean, if you have something that needs limited liability negotiation, maybe you could go on to Miss Pat's show. It could all happen. She has quite the constellation of projects, like somebody else I know, and it's just really cool because she's down to earth. Yes, you get that real Atlanta, pronounced Atlanta, feel from her, uh, and I I appreciated that. You know, she's like just taking the time.
0: It's a fun little place where it's like you're down to earth, but like your head's still in the sky, like dreaming. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's such a beautiful place to live in. Also, just to know that your voice matters, because I have a lot of friends in their late 40s, early 50s who are just like, who wants to hear from me? Who wants to hear what I'm doing? And it's just like a lot of
1: people. A lot of people.
0: By the way, a lot of people are like you. Yeah. And they would love to hear from you, sis. So it's just like... Whoever's listening to this podcast, yeah, just know that your voice matters. Like, if mm-hmm. you want to say something or do something, just fucking
1: do it, please. Like do. Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah, better out than in. Like a cosmic fart. That's what I'm talking about. Or yes,
0: belly buttons.
1: You know what? You know what? Yes, that's in and out. No, I say out. I can't believe you body shame me now for my belly button. I'm over here like my little belly button. You like fucking whatever.
0: I truly have never heard anyone say it looked like two dicks. So I was taking a black. It was. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
1: It was two dicks, two dicks, two dicks at once.
0: But your dad is a gynecologist. is it? What does that
1: have to do with anything?
0: Well, he obviously has some say in the matter. No, like, is it just like cleaner to have an outing? <laughs>
1: First of all, he would always say it's going to go back in. It's going to go back in when the kids stop laughing at you. It went back in finally when I learned about crunches in the seventh grade. So I did like a thousand crunches and it was like go in, in, in more. And finally I was like. "Ah!"
0: This is so sad. This reminds me of when Jan put lemon juice on her freckles so they'd go away. (laughs) And I have freckles and I'm just like, do they have to go away? No, we love them. And now people are putting freckles on their face. Yeah. Now people are asking me if my freckles are real. And I'm like, no, they're fake and so is the back fat. Move on. (laughs) You're right. So all I'm saying is the thing that you are always made fun of is the thing that will be celebrated in life. Oh. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: Noted. Me and my belly button like that. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Michelle.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, I feel like I've done it. I, yeah, I need to take off these Michael Kors Target glasses I have. My readers. Yes. So, you guys, thanks for listening. And uh, bye. Bye.
1: <laughs> this has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Jiha Lee Our associate producer is Christina Chamberlain This episode was mixed by John Bradley Our guest booker is Patrick Kotner.
0: Additional production support from Hannah Kyle Crichton Theme song and live show DJing is by DJ Don Will Our live show producer is Marianne Ways Artwork by Jamie Bechtel Photography by der Vandermost
1: Executive produced by Karen Kilgareff Georgia Hardstark, and Danielle Kramer Follow the show on Instagram at adultingthepod. Email your questions to adultingquestions at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Follow Adulting with Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode.
0: If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Adulting merch.